for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it hey buddy how's it going pretty good beautiful weather out this week our weather's been so fucking weird man we got some snow this like this last weekend and it like shut down Cornelius Pass and it was like crazy as fuck and and then we'd have like sporadic sunshine like today was sunny and now it's fucking overcast and weird you really appreciate the sun at this time of year i just been soaking it up ah man the elite are fucking around dude like my wife had this theory and i think we're going to talk about that uh I'm doing I'm doing one with me and my wife are doing one with Chud X and his wife. They have it, so Chud X is uh, from Into the Apocalypse with uh, with yep. Adam, right? Uh, but him and his wife have a podcast too, and don't make me screw this up. Uh, it's called The World as It Is Today, uh, and his wife is really cool. Uh, I haven't talked to her yet, but I've just listened to her on the podcast. So I think that's going to be an interesting one. But my wife had this theory that she wants to float by that. I think she's probably right. You know how they like they're messing with like weather. They're doing weather manipulation and stuff like that. I'm recording right now. son. So they're doing weather manipulation and things like that. She thinks that, uh, people started planting their crops, right? And that they did a fucking cold snap here to like, to like fuck, like to fuck up everybody's crops, especially cause you know, you know what I mean? Cause like, this is like, this is prime time for getting your fucking plants in the ground. And that would probably wipe out a lot of people's seedlings and shit. Well, I do feel like they're trying to stop us. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely, um, I heard they're doing, um, PCR ch- checks for chickens now. So, um, yeah, fuck them. You're not that touching my so, chicken. That could, well, that could be so easily manipulated, right? We just have to call these million chickens and get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about fuck you? <laughs> Anyways, man, so what's new with you? Not much. I've been just enjoying the sun. Um, I've been wondering about like Twitter and Neuronet, Neuronet waking up together and just I think that that's going to have some major problems for people's mental health on the horizon. Have you heard anything about that? Is that like a thing going on? No, no. I just, I can't think of any other reason why Elon Musk would want to buy Twitter. Like, Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're going to let him. You heard that though, right? Like that, uh, what's it called? Uh, those horrible evil people, BlackRock came in and they bought the majority now. I they mean, bought they bought ten percent when he had nine, and so now they're the majority stakeholder, and they're not going to let him uh, that. And then like some Saudi prince or something owns a bunch of fucking stock in it. And well, it's trippy because it is. Um, I don't think this is a financial decision for the people. I think it has hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. You're right because they would sell if it was because he's offering like way over stock price. Yeah, and I don't think it has a future. Like, I don't think I. When has anyone bought a tech company like that and turned it around? You just kind of people just kind of gravitate towards a new thing. They don't make money. 
they literally don't make money and it, it, companies like that haven't been making money. And so it hasn't been about that. Like, I think that they probably, the only way they survive is from like giant government subsidies, like black, you know, uh, what do they call it? Like black budget kind of shit where they just like feed these companies money because like Facebook, Facebook probably makes money off of ads and shit. But like, I know I don't think Netflix has been making money for like decades. Amazon has been like bleeding money. Uh, I think they've just been profitable like the last two years or something like that. Uh, and so how do these companies keep going? How do you keep like taking a massive loss and then you just keep going? Well, and also, I mean, whenever Twitter came out, like, okay, I could see that being new tech, but now that doesn't feel like, it feels like there's all of these clones that are doing this. And I don't know whether they're making any money. I don't know how much people are willing to pay. If people are willing to pay, then they're doing some kind of commercial business. And then it just becomes this advertisement farm. So it's like then people aren't going to gravitate towards it. Like it just doesn't seem like this. There's, there's no actual content to it. So no, they're not creating a product. There's no product to Twitter. There's no product. To, I mean, I guess there kind of is a product with Netflix, but like, what the fuck does Twitter produce? Trolls? Trolls? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I don't know. It, there's no way that it's profitable. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, we can talk about this a little bit with Sal when he gets on. Um, so everybody, we are talking with the great Sal the Agoras today. Uh, we kind of did an impromptu. Like I threw it to him last minute because he is the king of the 3D printers and he is the best agorist in the world. So I wanted to talk to him about like this crazy fucking Joe Biden piece of shit. Um, uh, ghost gun band that he's kind of doing and. Yeah, and I just think that we need to we need to put something out there uh, talking about the Second Amendment and maybe like, dude, we can even maybe like we'll talk to Sal later. Maybe, well, we, can put it, maybe we can put out some like premium content on the Rockman, and maybe he can walk us through like buying a three D printer or something, and how to do it or something. I mean, I think that'd be cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, it would be. And to be fair to um, Joe Biden, I mean, if he, he's going to be a ghost pretty soon, so he has to work on a ghost gun, right? Like, also, to be fair to Joe Biden, he doesn't know what the fuck he's saying. He's, yeah. he's got an earpiece and a fucking thing he's reading off of. He's like, yeah, yeah. I he, think that we need to bang a uh, ghost gun. Nah, he, he doesn't know what the fuck cream. a ghost he gun is. Dude, ice cream. Ask your grandma what a fucking ghost gun is. And she's like, what? You know what I mean? That's what that's fucking Joe Biden. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, anyways, we should probably wrap this up and head into the other studio. Um, any last minute bullshit you want to throw out there? No, nah, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Audience, we love you. We're going to come back with Sal. All right. And... All right. And we're live. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and we're your hosts, Nate and Tony. Hello. Uh, we have the great Sally Mayweather on. Uh, we're really stoked about this. We wanted to get on and fucking talk about uh, Joe Bizzle's fucking ghost gun ban and his kind of bullshit. So we're going to talk a little Second Amendment. We're going to talk a little 3D printing and some ghost guns. So, Sal, welcome, brother. What's up, gentlemen? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. 
What's yeah, new, man? Right. What's new in your life? Not much, man. Just working, trying to plug it along. I got a new, I'm working on a new book. Hopefully, it'll be out by next fall. But other than that, you know, trying to stay busy, enjoy life. Hell yeah. Yeah. You want to give us a sneak peek? What What's the book about? Um, so it's actually, it's going to be like a history book, actually. It's, and it's, it's sort of like a history of government and the preliminary title, the working title is, um, uh, history of what went wrong or just what went wrong. I'm thinking of calling it. It's, I, it's, it's a, it's a working title, but it's, um, it's a work in progress. It's, it turned out to be a lot more work than I thought, but I'm trying to keep it like short and concise and make like a compelling narrative like tracing the evolution of like the whole idea of government, where it came from and how we got to where we are today. Oh, yeah. Sort of like the story of man's attempt to like limit governments. But um, yeah, so it's a work in progress. Hopefully by next fall, it should be ready to be ready to be released. Awesome. Woodrow Wilson is what went wrong. They have uh, <laughs> our first I, comment here. He's, from... he's one of them for sure. <laughs> Big <Baked laughs> Lotus. All right. Thank you, Big Lotus. Uh, so, Definitely. Let's see here. Uh, so I heard you on another podcast. I think you were talking with Pete at one time. You were talking. To, I think what you said, I fucking made a lot of sense to me. It was like the very first time that a government was created and they started regulating uh, the market at all in any way. That was when agorism was born. Like right. that's the first black market. It was the first time they tried to institute any type of regulation. And that's true, man. So yeah, we're as old as capitalism. We're as old as exchange. As it's soon like, as they, as soon as they try to regulate the market, they create like, like a black or a gray market. And it's just, it's just, I'm telling you it to me, like there is something really like deep and profound occurring there. There's some sort of mechanism at play there that I, that I think is like profound. The first hero to say, I'm not paying my taxes. Fuck you. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would imagine back in the day, it was a lot more naked that people just kind of knew that's like, this is bullshit. Like we didn't have this here last year. Oh yeah. Imagine being the first people that you're like, you have to, yeah. Every time you sell something, part of that has to go to me. Right. And they're like, right. fuck you. Well, well, it, um, <laughs> uh, it was a James Scott's book against the grain. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it's a great book where he like traces like the very first like governments and like how they like all sprang up and learn like coastal regions. I'm sorry. Um, in like uh, centers, like in population centers that were like based on grain because uh, it was easy to appropriate taxes. Whereas people who lived in like coastal estuaries were like the last ones to be conquered by governments. And like, if you think about it, like in Florida, the Indians, it wasn't until like Andrew Jackson, like 150 years ago, was able to like get out like the remaining Indians who like lived in like, a, like the coastal regions of Florida and stuff like that. So it's, it's completely true. And then like later on with the Romans and stuff, they actually privatized tax collection. So like there would be like they would outsource it to private firms. And the way it would work is like, all right, they're going to give the Roman state X amount of money. But anything on top of that that they can get out of the people they can keep for themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, and then, I mean, and the, even the Romans couldn't get the Irish, man. The Irish yeah, were like really. the last hold, like until like what, 200 years ago, the Irish were still fucking free and saying, fuck Britain. Like, you know, I fuck know England. It, I know it. Yeah. Even, even like uh, the poor Irish, what they, what they've been put through in recent history. Oof. 
Yeah, buddy. No, I was listening to a history podcast. I think, it, uh, what the hell? Oh, Behind the Bastards, if you've ever heard that. He's kind of a left liberal dude, but uh, he does a really good fucking show where he just goes through like uh, the biggest bastards in history. And he just does this really like step by step. And like he was talking about the potato famine and just right. how the British like really. I mean, he does a lot of like yeah. blaming capitalism. You know what I mean? But like. So it's a limited hangout, but dude, there's some good fucking morsels, and it's fucked right. up, dude. It's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> most of most of what the people tell me about the British um, government, I believe the bad things at least. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. I mean, that's my big thing. You can ask Tony. I fucking blame the British for everything. Like yeah. every modern fucking problem, if you trace it back, it's like what's that? Like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can fucking trace it back to the, <laughs> those fucking true, cunts, dude. <laughs> it's true. It, it's, it's no joke. I mean, they've literally colonized, like, what's the old thing? Um, the sun never sets on the British Empire. Uh-huh. I, have a, I, have a, I have a friend from Ireland who said um, that that was only because God didn't trust them in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> those fucks. Well, yeah, you know. man. You know, how many people speak English around the world? I mean, that just goes to show you. Yeah. Yeah. As a result of them. Yeah. Yeah. So we were going to, I don't even know. We didn't have to bring this up, but we were talking a little bit about the, the Christian anarchist fucking drama that's going on yeah, right what now. Happened? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> just, so there's old school guys and more progressive guys. And basically what they're arguing about right now is if women can be pastors or not. And so like, I saw saw a bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So like I run uh, the memes for uh, the bad Roman. That's like our, that's one of our, one of the projects that I work for. And we did something about that. And God damn, did everyone come out to fucking either like, yes, of course women can be pastors or, Oh fuck you. That's not what the Bible says. And then just like, just what's the correct position? I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not a the, theology <laughs> is not my, my, my forte. What is the correct position? Okay. So from my opinion, if you actually study the Bible, it does say that women shouldn't be like in a place of leadership. Like it, like that, but that was like old, that was Paul and Paul was kind of a dick. I mean, Paul was, is great on a lot of things. I'm going to get so much hate, dude. <laughs> I'm going to get so many angry fucking anyways, whatever. So uh, to be honest i think that women obviously should have a valuable place in church leadership i don't necessarily know if they should be the pastor or not i don't know because according to the bible they're not but that also seems stupid to me so i don't know man i go to i i go to like an like i went to church today we uh uh we go to we go to church on saturday and we have like a, a very traditional it's a um a russian uh messianic church Ooh, wow okay and it's and we're pretty old school dude and uh they they let ladies go up there and talk and stuff but they're definitely not preaching right right you know what i mean like oh yeah yeah i, I grew up catholic there was no such thing as um any of that stuff but um what did they let the nuns do they don't let them up there and talk huh they're just like they were like they like hit us <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they, got out of line. they would just smack us and like they were they were like the teachers and like their job is to have, keep you guys in line and... yeah basically they were like <laughs> in charge of like the kids and stuff like that and teaching us and like yeah they would smack us and stuff they would like take rulers to our knuckles and stuff they were they were nasty those ladies <laughs> God forgive me. They're but. showing you God's love by beating yeah, you. 
They beat God's love into us. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to get some angry Catholics now, too. That's all right. <laughs> well, I'm going to Catholic Mass tomorrow morning. So Are you really? That's awesome. Yeah, Sunrise Mass. It should be nice. I, hear I like sunrise services. Those are really nice. Is it outdoors? It is. It is yeah. on Tampa Bay, so it should be nice. We'll see. I've never oh, been yeah. to Dude, I they're fucking beautiful, dude. I love sun sunrise services. Like nice. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal. I've never been yeah. to a Catholic mass. I was trying to date this Catholic girl and I used to sell pot to all the Catholic school kids because they had money. Sure. And I was a dirtbag Protestant and I could go in there and sell a bunch of pot and <laughs> all their all their parents' money paying for the tuition. <laughs> yep. Went straight into my pocket. It was great. Right. Yeah. Pure agorism. I love it. <laughs> So let's talk guns, man. Yeah. Uh, are, how familiar are you with this fucking band? I've, I've, there we go. I've been reading, uh, I've been reading a little bit about it. I definitely didn't read the whole bill, but essentially what it sounds like is 100 and, 150 days from what, like four days ago or something. Here we go. We got somebody out here who says, if you're, if you're an East Coast, head to the beach before sunrise, all the planets will be aligned. Hint, look west. Not sure about the time. Okay, that's from okay. Yoshi. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Yoshi. That's cool, man. I, I'm not on the East Coast, or I would, but Tony, you should get out there, buddy. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, so what it sounds like is like 150 days from like four days ago, uh, they're going to um, make companies that sell parts background check anybody that tries to buy parts to then assemble into a gun. Is that... Is that about what it is? Yeah. So, like the way I understand it, it was yeah, like 120 or 150 days from the from when it was passed or when it was. It's not even a law. This is an edict. This is like an executive mm -hmm. order. Like seizure would pass. There's no legislature involved whatsoever. This is completely done by edict. Um, the only good thing about that is the next guy can just throw it out the window. I know, I know, yeah, but you know, silly. Obama really, Obama, Bush and Obama started the the abuse of the executive order. I mean, the, the executive branch was has been abused for. What's the history of the executive era. order? Do you know anything about that? Like, it, it used to be for, purely for procedural purposes. Like, um, like there would be an executive order signed to change the number of Marines that stand outside the White House, or, or something like that. It'd be very procedural. It, was, it wasn't used for anything like substantive. And uh, Bush pushed the envelope a little bit, and Obama just went crazy with it. He used it mm -hmm. as like, like, as if he was Congress or something like that. And then that was fucking Pandora's box, and now right. everybody says yeah. the same thing. And Bush and Biden are doing the same thing. And really, now there's just no point of having Congress. Also, yeah. the executive branch, the part of the executive branch that's even more dangerous is are, are all these ABC agencies. Yeah, right, which yeah. are essentially like an unaccountable fourth branch of government, the FBI, the NSA, the Bureau of Land Management, the ATF, all of these, the alphabet soup boys, um, who basically they get to act as if they, because they are considered agents of the executive, they get to act with executive authority. And which is basically they have like, they can just do whatever they want. So they're, they can so, sort of, they can pretty much write a memo and have this memo carry the force of law. It's really absurd, and there's almost no sort of way or no good way to appeal any of their regulations or anything like that. So this is the government's trick of how they've been like using and abusing all this stuff. So, so now yeah. with the ATF, what they're doing now 
is they're saying that all uh, 80% receivers have to be serialized and all like um, – I didn't even read the whole – Can we start doing 75% receivers then? Can we like fuck with them and like – Yeah. I'm sure we can get some thing. little dumb How do you around measure it, that? Yeah. How do you even measure that? I Honestly, I'm not completely sure, but I, I can tell you that Cody Wilson just came out the other like – a week or two before this executive order was announced, and he he released the zero percent receiver. So it's literally <laughs> just a block of of aluminum that you get, just a block of, of metal, and you stick into the ghost gun machine, and you press a few buttons, and it jigs out a whole receiver for you. So there's really no way they can stop this. There's nothing they can do to prevent this. It's sort of like they're they're grasping at straws here. Hell yeah, man! No, it, it's fucking I'm retarded. Learned about it. it. It's like when they try to like, uh, it's like when they try to ban a certain new fucking type of drug, and then all the all these people do is just change the chemistry right. of it this much, and then right. it's fucking. But, <laughs> so we we're like we're ten steps ahead of them. Like yeah. we're like 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 Cody came out with the zero percent receiver like weeks before they came out with their executive order on the old yeah, year. and the same is true in other areas of counter economics. By the way, like. They're still wrestling with Bitcoin, whereas we're 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 moving on to like dark fi and tokenized real estate and securities. It's like we're always ten steps ahead of them, and that's why I think like the Agora is is inevitable. Fucking a, it is, yeah. man. Uh, we just got another comment here. It says, "Yes, yeah, sorry to change the subject, ghost guns, but since you mentioned getting up for a sunrise service, it'd be nice to see something different in the skies." By the way, nice guns sell. Thank right. you. Walter, PDP, um, full size, five inch, hollow sun. It's a nice gun. I like this thing. He might be talking about your about your oh, biceps over there too. Oh, no, no. There are no guns. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. I, I I go to that that church right now, and like the anti Russian sentiment is getting fucking weird, man. So it's uh, I I have been a security guard at my church for the longest time too. I get up there. I'm kind of like an associate pastor too. I get up there and fucking preach sometimes too, but no matter what, always have a fucking gun on my hip just in case. Cause it's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. I, I just got in trouble. Um, for like i forget what i said about how we shouldn't get involved or something like that or how we should remain uninvolved in in the conflict and everybody and like you really you you can't really please both sides of the argument there's so much emotion that's already been injected into the the conflict the state has already made it successfully like um i don't even know i don't it's crazy to me though like from an outsider's perspective how they can sort of pick and choose which like they control the narrative so deeply mm-hmm. pick and choose which which issues are in the forefront of, of, of discussion yeah man it's wild and in the at the same time they're doing shit over here and that's why it's a master like puppet fucking yeah, relationship exactly. is because they're like you're mad at russia this week and over here we're doing something fucked up <laughs> what are we doing in yemen yeah, as you know, as we as we Russia are fucking war criminals, right. those pieces of shit, and like yeah, while they're getting worse, yeah, <laughs> crazy, it's crazy. And if you're in Russia right now, you probably hate us and have uh, just like, oh, what that Ukraine thing? What's that, dude? They're trying to fucking say they're trying to make uh, Putin look weak. They're trying to do whatever the fuck they can. They're trying to say that like I think he's running out of bullets and shit. But you know what's funny is that like. Uh, his approval numbers, Putin's inside of his country, were at the 70s, and now and there they're in the high 80s right now. 
So Russians actually like approve of whatever the fuck Putin's doing right now, which is funny because it's the mere opposite of like what the hell's going on with uh, Jabez, dude. He's down at 33%. Did you hear that? Uh, Sal, buddy, are you still there? <laughs> I think we lost Sal. He's frozen. I froze up, froze up. Okay, you're still there, Tony. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I think he's going to hop oh, back no. in. Oh, live radio, guys. But, no, that is 33. fucking – He's at 33%. I was like, okay, Illuminati confirmed. Is that yeah, what we're yeah. doing? <laughs> no, the new Quinnipiac poll. Really yeah. 33% is pretty bad, dude. It's pretty fucking bad. Let's see here. I will miss. Oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Internet just decided to just die on us for some reason. I have no idea what happened, but I, I connected to my. We're moving box. over the target, buddy. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not kidding. Uh, I was just saying that, like, uh, whatever the fuck is going on in Russia, like they're trying to paint Putin as the bad guy. They're trying to make him weak, but like. Right now, his approval numbers, if you believe the approval numbers, were in the 70% before the invasion, and now it's in the high 80s or in the mid-80s mm -hmm. right now. So the Russians, uh, like, I guess, approve of what the fuck's going on. And simultaneously, uh, fucking JBiz is down to 33% approval rating, which I think might be one of the lowest ever. Yeah, yeah, right. I, yeah, he. I know. It's just an absolute joke. The man can't even complete a sentence. I actually feel bad for him. I feel like, I feel like they just the the, the DNC like um, sort of demagogues, the bureaucrats just prop him up on the stage, and the poor man can't even complete a sentence because of his mental decline. It's almost like cruel and unusual. It's like get the man the help he needs. Get him to a doctor. Get him yeah. to like a nursing home. It's like not well, that. he's the perfect he's, president, man. I know, he's the you're perfect right. president. They fucking love that shit because just like I you know. said, uh, like how basically uh, how the executive orders have made a Congress obsolete. They like that shit because they don't want their names attached to that shit. They don't want to take any responsibility. You're right. Now they have like this dead guy that they can. They just put a fucking thing in his ear, put a teleprompter in front of him, make sure he has a kid to sniff and some ice cream after, and they just say, "Read the prompter." And he's like, "Because ask your grandma what the fuck a ghost gun is. Right. Right. She doesn't know. know what the fuck a ghost gun is." So he's up there like. We are going to take away ghost guns. I know. I know. Really? <laughs> it's, dude, it's, it's really, really bad. And I don't know if you saw the story with Diane Feinstein, but um, so there was like an, an, some anonymous uh, members of the Senate. They didn't want to give their names. Democrats, by the way, who said they were conversing with Diane Feinstein, who's the sen senior senator from California, the, the president pro tempore of the Senate, number three in the line of secession. They said that she was like unable. Nancy Pelosi is no Pelosi was the speaker. So so the oh, gotcha, Senate gotcha, gotcha. four is Feinstein. Okay, okay. Um, sorry. And I guess she was unable to remember like who she was, and like, <laughs> and the woman was, like she's like eighty nine years old. So you so what we have is we have these um, political consultants, these advisors, who are the the puppet masters here, who are who are just basically like you said, running the teleprompter for people like Biden. And uh, uh, Chuck Grassley and Diane Feinstein, all these dinosaurs, that and, and it's it's sort of like demagoguery. That's it, wild, it's really man. a shame. Yeah, man. And who really is fucking? Who's behind it? Who's fucking writing this shit? Like, I'm I mean, curious. Is it 
Do you think it is because you see how like uh, Joe Biden will like say things like, no, build back better is my idea. I've been doing pushing build back better. And you're like, uh, you're just ripping off the World Economic Forum. Do you think it's Klaus Schwab? Is he the one that's like sending him fucking notes and then they well, type it up? And Honestly, like this is a Christian anarchist podcast. I can tell you right now, Jesus, what did he who did he expel from? He went after the bankers, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's the banksters. Even to even to our time today, that extends into the modern day era. The people at the Federal Reserve, all roads lead back to the Federal Reserve because they are the true parasites. Who, um, you know, when I got my degree in, in political science, the one thing I really that was evident was if you want to follow the truth, you want to get back to the end of the story, you want to find what's really going on, you got to follow the dollar, and all dollars lead back to the Fed. Um, they have a they have they can they have a monopoly on the issuance of currency, and the effects of that are sort of widespread and like they they're just reverberate throughout the entire political economy in ways that a lot of people, myself included, can't even see. It's hard for us to even fathom the effects, like how important that is. And I think that they really sort of by by manipulating this the money supply, they're sort of pulling the strings here, and they're sort of. You know, they they sort of uh, limit the scope of actions that politicians can take. It's really the bankers that are in charge. Yeah, it always is, man. It's always the people yeah. that are making money that are fucking behind the scenes. It's interesting, man, and it's just it's also interesting all the timing of everything. So I'm I try to think of like why what's going on because I you know you can call me a conspiracy theorist and I'll put on my tinfoil hat if you want me to, uh, but you know. I really start thinking about like, why now, why the Russia Ukrainian fight, what, you know, what the fuck's going on there. And it, and it all kind of, to me, it all circles back around to like this event 201 and, and uh, the world economic forum, how they keep saying that they, well, it's about them like crashing the economy. It's about wanting to have food shortages. It's about wanting us desperate and dependent. It's about like, it's this weird fucking thing. And so like they're blaming Russia, this whole Russian war for our economic collapse. And they're trying to blame them why the gas prices are obscene. And it's like, buddy, they were already obscene. The, our, our, the dollar was already crashed. We were already in free fall fucking inflation. It has nothing to do with Russia that happened 10 minutes ago. Like, but they, they're trying to, they trying to make a narrative. Like, I, I don't know. Do, do you feel any of that? <laughs> Absolutely. I, 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 my, I, I, and I've said this <clears throat> since day one. I, I, sometimes I'll even retweet the tweet from like 2020. Um, the, the federal reserve is in a, is, is they're caught in a trap. It's, it's typical business cycle theory that Mises described. They print a bunch of money. And then once you print the money, you create this malinvestment and the, in order to liquidate that malinvestment, you have to have a, a retraction. You have to have a recession. That's a painful process to go through. So in old, rather than going through that, like it's not no politician wants to be in charge while there is a recession. So rather than going through that, they just print more money and print more money. And this mm-hmm. started this started in 2000. Well, it started a long time ago, but the, the wheels really hit the ground here in 2008. And rather than letting us go through that painful, deep recession, they bailed out all the banks. They just kicked the can down the road. It's like a junkie going through withdrawals who rather than going through the painful but necessary process of withdrawal, they just take another shot of dope in the arms to feel better. It's the same thing with printing money. So rather than going through the recession, they just keep printing money, but they need an excuse to do it. So, um, you know, we had quantitative easing and four rounds of it since 2008 until today. 
which is like they've you know they've quadrupled they've done more than quadrupled the money supply it's been out of control so now uh they had to come up with a scapegoat the first scapegoat was coronavirus yeah right? we had to have stimulus checks nobody could work your business had to get shut down it's so dangerous that you guys can't go to work but thank god for elizabeth warren and Donald Trump and Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, because they're going to send you checks for 1200 bucks. It was the biggest heist in human history. Nancy Pelosi made out the best, of course, out of anybody, um, because it was her deal. You and I made out the worst, the three of us. We all got screwed. Everybody watching, we got screwed. Um, but all of that money had to come from somewhere. It was printed, right? So now, <clears throat> now we started to feel the effects again. And now there's a new a new enemy. The enemy now is Russia, and we have a war. And now we have to print money and gas prices. And yeah, you know, you got to deal with it. It's not it's not inflation's fault though. It's Putin's fault. So these are all scapegoats for the Federal Reserve to keep up their shenanigans. And it's just pure Misesian business cycle theory. Yeah, man. And I and I almost think it's on purpose to the point of I think that at this point they want to crash the dollar. I think that this right now, what they're doing is they're printing out of control, reaping as much benefits as they can. They're putting it into their pockets, their cronies' pockets, but they know that this bubble's going to fucking burst. They have enough scapegoats to point at and say, hey, it wasn't us. And then right. this is going to be like, hey, but we have the answer. We're going to save you. This is the problem, reaction, solution. This is the Hegelian fucking dialectic. They're, they're going to be like, look, this digital dollar is going to save everything. Right, right. Well, that that I think is is <clears throat> that's interesting because I, I think that comes into play too. Um, you know, it like I said, it's just typical Mazessian business cycle theory. So, like as they like, you know, they're, they're, there's only two choices here. We can either have recession or we can have hyperinflation. So if they if we have a recession, it's very politically unpopular. But if we go the other route, we have just continue inflation. They can make up excuses. They can come up with you know. Bullshit answers, basically, as to what's going on. Putin, COVID, whatever. So that's the road. They would rather crash the economy than crash the market and take the blame for it. So that's really yeah. what's going on here. But the, the digital dollar is interesting as you bring that up because part of the trouble that they have is when they make these – when they give us stimulus checks, they, what they can't have is they can't have you go out and buy Bitcoin. They can't have you go out and buy gold or silver or guns or real estate or they don't want you to pay off your debt. They, they, they don't want fixed assets. They want you to consume. You have to consume. In order to keep this game up, You have. they want you to go out. They want you to go to Walmart, go to Target, go to the movies, take your family out to, to you know, uh, Chili's. They want you to consume to keep this game alive. It has to go back into the service sector. So, th th so in order to target the spending – they're going to announce this digital dollar. And what I think they're going to do is they're going to say, here are these credits, call them U.S. dollars or central bank U.S. dollars, whatever you want to call them. But they're essentially just going to be credits. Um, but they're only good in certain places for certain things. And, yeah. uh, and, and when they do this, it's only evidence of the fact that they're extremely desperate. Um, I think it's just one of the things that one of the 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 – lifelines that they're going to throw into the water but at the end of the day it's not going to work we, we know from reading mises and rothbard that we know how this ends all bubbles burst and uh they, they can't keep this up forever so become your own bank before it's too late yeah I, 
So I, I have a slightly different, maybe more black-pilled view, which is that like I think that they want this goddamn digital dollar because then every single thing that you spend, they have they have receipts. You can't be buying no ghost guns, and they <laughs> and you can't. Yeah, they'll also tie things to like your health insurance. They're like, you bought an extra soda pop. Yeah. So your health insurance is going to go up. We told well, you. We told you you need to sit, stay home. You've had enough meat this this right, month. Yeah. You need to eat bugs. Yeah. We told you you need to eat bugs. <laughs> yeah, wasn't so, you want you to eat one one or two steaks per month is, yeah. is math per person. You're absolutely right. I don't disagree with you at all. I think you're definitely going <laughs> to use it for like more control, more ridiculous stuff. But like, this is one more reason people to you. Separate yourself, detach. Once you once you understand know your agorism, neighbors, get chickens. It's like, exactly like the, the beauty of agorism is that you are instantaneously liberated. There's no waiting for a vote or waiting to convince millions of Americans. As soon as you understand that you are free, you were born free by by you know nature of being a human being. That is, is why you are free. So you, as soon as you actually understand that. And the game sort of changes, and your whole your whole outlook and your strategy changes. Yeah, just made a meme not that long ago. It was like, I'm not questioning your authority. I'm outright denying its its existence. Yes, Go fuck I'm, yourself. That yeah, <laughs> meme went viral. I saw it all over the place. I probably shared it. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, dude, it, but it's also funny watching them. Like, and I think this is probably desperation, or maybe they're just pricks. Uh, I'm watching. Do you did you hear that there's a new PCR test out for your chickens? That's what Tony was telling me about. No. That like they're going because <laughs> they're they're saying that the bird flu is having an outbreak again. And so, like, I think it was in Iowa. They called like over a million fucking chickens. Like right now, when we're fucking desperate and hungry, yeah. and our money's oh, worthless, and we're like, you know, this whole fucking. <laughs> and it's government. It's the last Supply, like, million yeah. dollars. They were perfectly good chickens, and I would guarantee it because it's the government. They're fine. Yeah, those fucking yeah, chickens yeah. are fine. Like, shut. Yeah. Like, okay, they got the bird flu. They'll get over it. Like, right. I don't even believe exactly. that the bird flu exists. But even if it did, I know. Okay, they're gonna fucking. You're gonna I'm have a booger you. come out their fucking beak for a minute, and then they'll be all I right. Know. Like, I'm with like you. fuck well, you. And also, the same people, if they do have bird flu, are just we're gonna raise the chicken to the same exact thing and have more blurred food next. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no cost correction. P- pretty soon, it'll be what well, we all need. Fi- Pfizer has a new vaccine; it's mandatory in the state of California, New York, and New Jersey that you have to get the it, new Pfizer bird flu vaccine. Well, there's it, gonna be that, or and or they're gonna force an mRNA new vaccine for your chickens, and so yeah. all the fucking poultry, we're gonna have to have that garbage in our bodies if we want to buy the fucking meat. You because they're already talking about making edible vaccines. They're talking about turning like tomatoes. And and like and like fucking vegetables, they're going to put it into the genetic code so that we'll be eating our vaccines. I'm like, fuck you! I'm growing my own food. Eat people, my ass and go fuck people yourself. Think I'm crazy when I say grow your own food. They're like, what? That's crazy, Sal. Come on. And I'm, you sound less this? crazy this year than you did last year. I know. I know. <laughs> I've been telling people like, even if you, so, like, even if you were like in an urban environment and you don't have access to like a large plot of land. There are things you could do. There are ways around this. Um, go to newlibertarian.io. Look up urban gardening. Check out Curtis Stone, the urban farmer. There's all sorts of, of tips and tricks that um, that are out there for you. 
Hell yeah, man. Get on Telegram, man. I like I was telling Sal this before. There's this uh I'm like there's this one fucking channel called like uh the Preppers Collective or some shit that we're on. And uh uh dude, they're sending they have like goo gobs of fucking manuals that you can just download on like how to trap coyotes, how to fucking right. make medicine when you're out in the woods, what like proper foraging, how to grow this, 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 like how to make improvised weapons if you need them, like in the in a drop of a hat. Like there, there's shit out there. Go and fucking do it right now. Is the time to do it. This fucking second. Yeah. I mean, it would have yeah. been better a year ago. But get off your ass right now. And, do and it. honestly, it, it, honestly, if you're still not convinced, consider trying to source your food as locally as possible. So, like, I, I, I don't know. We might have, we might have spoke about this the last time I was here. But like, I have a ranch um, about an hour south of me here in Florida. And the, I, I know the rancher. I've got to know the guy because I've, I've done business with him so often. And I can get uh, pork, poultry, and beef right from the source. I can see the, the, the cows before they're slaughtered. Um, honey, he's got all sorts of other products. Have There's a conversation with him, dude, and be like, look, if they say that your chickens have bird flu and they yeah. want them dead, call me. I'll buy 100 of them. Well, and I'll put he, it in my fucking freezer. Let's one of the like things that he's complained to me about is the USDA and the regulations. And I have casually said to him, "Hey, look, man, I you, I don't I don't care. You know, you don't have to. I don't I don't need USDA certified anything. Yeah. You can do it here." And he's sort of, you know, I yeah. the eyebrows go up, and you know, you plant the seed. Another thing you do, a tip for any listeners out there, is like offer them sound money. Offer them silver coins or, or cryptocurrency, even if they're old school. You'd be surprised. They might not be interested in crypto, but maybe they like silver coins or or, or they'll be willing to barter for something that you have. Any, yeah. any way we can decrease demand for fiat slave notes is is a win. Every dollar deprived from taxation is a dollar 100%. that you can't use to murder children on the other side of the world. Fucking A, dude. 100%. We just got another can uh, comment from uh, Brandon Wolf. He said, I'd take Sal more seriously if he grew a long hillbilly rat tail. So, <laughs> I, 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 as you can see, I can't grow any hair. So, <laughs> not in the back. <laughs> not, not I, I could grow one of those uh, Florida style. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking, man. Yeah. yeah, you're out there now. You can get those big reflective glasses and like a fucking trucker hat. Just, yeah. yeah. Soon, soon. Another five, <laughs> ten years for that. Uh, so let's get back to guns, man. Yeah. Let's talk 3D printers. So, yeah. like, I, I like how you said that we're 10 steps ahead. I, I love Cody Wilson. I think that's awesome that he has a 0%. What is he called? Yeah. Like, 0% receiver now. A 0%. So, uh, let's talk about new technologies. Let's talk about cool shit, man. So, it, did did you make that gun that's right there, right next to you? Oh, no. This is this is a Walter. This is okay. A, this is a, a Walter PDP. This is a German gun. This is, um, yeah, no, this is, this is, I, I bought that one, but, um, I, I have a bunch of 3d printers. I have, I have three main printers right now, actually of the three, two of them are in repair. I've got a, my personal use, by the way, this is, I've got a, a one resin printer, which I should have brought out for the, for the, um, podcast. I, I would have had one printed, but, uh, yeah, so I have a resin printer, which is a new a new style of 3D printer. These are LCD printers, and essentially the way it works is you you use photopolymeric resin, which is um, it's like a type of resin that um, reacts to light, 
and uh, the you, the the resin goes into a vat, and on on the bottom uh, there's an LCD projector <clears throat> that will actually shine a light that that forms uh, that, that hardens the the resin into one layer of your print, and then the bed actually rises up. And then the light will actually harden the second layer and it'll rise up more into the third layer and so on and so forth until you complete your object. So I have an LD002R, which is in sort of. Um, so just for the ATF that's listening, we're talking about 3D printing dildos right now. Yes, so yes. Is... Oh, no, they can go fuck themselves. I'm talking about <laughs> Glock 43s. So, so yeah, they, they, can, they can eat my ass. <laughs> um, but so yeah, the, the LD002R is great because um, it's a little machine. It's tiny. You can buy it on my site, 3D Printer Go You can pay me with cryptocurrency so that you don't have to access any KYC payment platforms. I'm the only one who has any record of, of the sale. So unless they come after me, you're good. There's not going to be any bank that they can go through to find out that you bought a, a 3D printer. But, um, by the way, that doesn't mean that the sale is private. You should still use Tor and a coin mixer and so on and so forth and a VPN. But um, anyway, I'm getting off track here. The LD002R is a resin printer. It's a cheap, basic starter model, and it's great for printing Glock 43s. Um, it's probably it's, – it's, it's small. It's a very tiny printer. So a Glock 43 is probably the only thing you can probably print with it. I'm not sure. I haven't really tried to print anything else, to be honest with you. Um, but that's my favorite right now. That's what I'm having the most fun with. Then there's the other style of 3D printer, which is an FDM printer, um, which is your more traditional machine, the one that, you, that you've seen more often on in pictures and stuff, which is where you have a bed and you have a metal extruder with a heated nozzle through which um, PLA plastic or ABS plastic or some other material you can use gets fed and heated and melted and it deposits one layer, it raises, deposits another layer, and it forms, um, you know, a gun or, That's or whatever. That's cool, man. Uh, what do you think? It. What do you think is better right now? Um, you know, the money. If, if you're if you're out for libertarian purposes, you should definitely still go with the FDM printer, only because the resin is is still not as strong as you want it to be for the sort of projects that we're speaking about. Gotcha. There are ways you can do that. There are ways that you can change that. Um, so you can use a um, – it's called the uh, Blue Tech or some shit like that is, is the name of the resin, which is – and you, there are like additives you can add to make the resin stronger uh, that people have had success with. They've had a lot of success printing silencers this way. Um, uh, um, the name escapes me. I think it's like Blue Tech or some shit like that is the name of the resin. Soraya, Soraya Blue Tech is the name of it. Nice. And there are, there are additives you have to get. You mix them up together, and then you can do all this stuff that we're talking about. But that's a little bit more of a, a, an, an advanced process. Yeah. How long does this take? Resin printers, that's, that's the beauty of them. They're super quick because it's literally just a light shining and hardening, and then it moves up to another um, layer. Whereas with the, the traditional FDM printers, you have to nozzle has to move around and trace, and then it can raise up. So the resin printers are a lot quicker than um, the, the FDM printers. I'm printing a Glock 43 right now, like overnight. So I don't know, between 10 to 15 hours, I'm going to guess. The um, resin? 
Yeah, yeah. For okay. a resin paper. Yeah. It's, I'm think, dumb when it comes to this shit. How, like, what does a traditional plastic one take? How long does that take? Um, it, it depends. Usually you're printing like a lower receiver or something like that. Um, so it really depends on what you're printing. And, you know, there's, obviously there's different parts for different guns and stuff like that. Um, I remember back in the day when we made the first Liberator, it was like a total of like 17 hours of printing. But, you know, you have to account for fuck-ups and mistakes, so it ends up being more like two days' worth of printing. But, you know, nowadays yeah. they have like FGC9, which I think is probably – probably take you probably about somewhere the same, 20, 30 hours. But then you got to assemble okay. it. And, you know, you have to account for beginner's curve and, and stuff like that. You want me, I, I have a lot you, of that. You grab your frame. <laughs> I'll grab you one. One second. Uh, so we have another comment. We'll wait till Sal gets back. Uh but yeah, man, this is fascinating, dude. I, I want to fucking get into this. Like, I'm such a fucking boomer. It took me like five minutes to, <laughs> to do something stupid earlier. So yeah, I think I'd have a longer learning curve than most. But so I just grabbed like, a couple of frames here, which are, by the way, these are all going pretty soon. This is like, uh, I don't know how many years in prison this is going to be. In, like, <laughs> days. We're looking at like I don't know the rest of my life in prison, and I've got I mean I've got this is I just grabbed a handful of out of my box, so I mean I, I they could put me away for a long time here, but actually what I can do for you just give me a second I'll show you. This is, this is... Yeah. Yeah, well, we should keep talking. <laughs> yeah. this will be a podcast. No, you're good, brother. So, Let's just so keep talking while you're doing stuff. This is a real Glock 43. The, the one, like, I, I bought this one from the store. <clears throat> and this is the, uh, like, a printed Glock 43. I'll give you a purple one. Hell yeah. Probably see better. As you can Very see, nice. it's, it's basically the same thing. Hell yeah. It's basically so the exact same thing. Are there any, like, downsides? Are they, like, a slightly more breakable or anything like that? Or do they have a pretty good, like, because I know at first they were having a hard time, right? Are they, are they pretty, oh, no, they're, yeah, they're no, pretty they're, good they're, now? Yeah, they're up to par nowadays for sure. Absolutely. Hell yeah. I mean, I saw one, they're getting really good. I mean, some of these guys are just, mm, they're so talented at some, like, um, I'm trying to think of like uh, the name on the, the Instagram account, but I saw one dude who was using some like exotic filament that it like was like a mixture of like carbon fiber, and you couldn't even tell the difference between like his frame and like a professional frame. Like it looked like oh, this. Yeah. It was dude, just perfect. I get a buddy that's going through gunsmithing school right now, and he's learning all oh, this crazy shit. And man, I want to go. That'd be so fucking cool. Like if I, I really think like, dude, if you go to gunsmithing school and then you get hardened to this 3D printing thing, I think you could have a hell of a business. Well, like, yeah, um, you need like an FFL and I've considered getting an FFL and then just selling 3D printed guns. But um, the trouble is that uh, to, get in, to get an FFL, you really have to like bend over and let the ATF have their way with you. Yeah. Which, Obviously, I would rather die than to be <laughs> one of those low lives. Um, so that's not going to happen, unfortunately. So for now, it's just 3D printers. And I, I by the way, I don't encourage anybody to do anything illegal, obviously, because I don't want to get in trouble. So fuck, this you know, is all know. for entertainment purposes only. And <laughs> know your local law, follow them, you know, yeah. disclaimer. 
and we do or do not encourage the gray and black market. So, <laughs> yeah, of course. So we got another comment. This is from Christopher Pruett. He says, Sal, where do you source all, all your tweeted memes? So oh, funny. Man. I get them all <laughs> over. I, I used to make more of them. And at this point, I probably, <clears throat> excuse me, I probably make like 10 to 15% of them at this point. The rest of them come from Instagram, Facebook, Facebook groups, um, friends, uh, pages, stories, stuff like that, everywhere. I get them from all over, Reddit, Snapchat, everywhere. So I'm curious about the international market of 3D printers. Do you know anything about that? Is this just yeah. an American phenomenon? Or? So, um, uh, all right. So <clears throat> after after um, the conflict in Burma, I don't know if you guys saw that. <clears throat> there was sort of like a military junta. Yeah, I did see that. And they were really brutal, and they were like uh, just murdering people left and right. So we actually started shipping to to Myanmar, to Burma, and um, now if you go online and you look at, um, you can just do a quick search for three D printed guns in Burma. You can see the effects of how three D printed guns are revolutionizing conflict against the state. So, um, I, 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 that's, so I'm, I'm, I've haven't, I have like, it's really difficult to ship to sort of these places. I kind of got lucky by, by being, by being able to ship to Myanmar. I also started shipping to Australia because it's such a tight gun-free zone, mm -hmm. but the shipping was like outrageous. It's like $200 and I haven't had any, I don't think I've had any orders to Australia because the shipping is so outrageous, but you know, look, <clears throat> wherever there is conflict, wherever the government is oppressing people, there's going to be a demand for 3D printers. And that's where we as agorists have to come in and, and try to, as entrepreneurs, as agorist entrepreneurs, we have to come in and try to fulfill that demand in the, the in a way that sort of protects the consumer to the greatest degree possible. And I think that's, as an agorist, that's the real opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting i didn't know that you would be like oh yeah we well we you know it's hard we try to ship this everywhere we try to ship everywhere but it, but um you know it's hard right now the only two places internationally are um M myanmar and australia which you'd be surprised it's actually cheaper to ship to asia in some circumstances than it is to ship to canada yeah i can see that yeah yeah I Sorry, Tony, go ahead. I was just saying, like, <laughs> I was wondering about, like, Canada and what the 3D market is there, because I'm just like, there's some oppression there. And, um... <clears throat> it, it's crazy, it, and because I have, like, I have the, the, the demand is there. Um, but, and the same thing with Europe. Um, and and I, I do ship to Europe. I, I, should, I should add that. I, as some places in Europe. Um, but, uh, I don't know, Canada for some reason, and there's also some states in Europe that are hard to do business in. They're like they're called EFTA states, where like just it's very onerous, like the shipping and the taxes, and it's just a pain in the ass for whatever reason. Like when I try to go to UPS, or even if I try to like contact the shipper directly, it's like nobody wants to ship to, to Canada, you know. 
That's wild, man. I wonder how much of that is like, it, has it always been that way or is that just a recent thing? Because I feel like no, it's, it's probably it's, a recent thing, huh? It's been that way since I tried to do it. I know even with um, at agorathreads.com with clothing, I know it's 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 very expensive to ship to Canada for some reason. What the fuck is the NAFTA all about then? Those son of a bitches. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. And then, like I said, there's like a group of states or like EFTA states in, in Europe. It's like Sweden, Iceland, and like Denmark, and like maybe the Netherlands or something, where it's like you got to pay like twelve dollars to ship there, and then you also have to pay like their um, taxes, which are through the, like the VAT tax they have. It's through the route. Canada is not that bad, but it is still expensive. Well, um, it's all those pseudo-socialist countries, man. Yeah, they, they, yeah. It's, it's hard protectionism, right? Like, so yeah. It's, yeah, because they, they have the fucking tariffs and all that kind of shit, right? That's but like, they're only hurting themselves because it yeah. makes them less likely to like engage in the global market. It's like, why would they want to do that? Because I mean they they're kind of like in a weird way they're socialists and they're nationalists, uh, so national socialists. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, but like so a lot of that too is just like they want to protect their own workers and things like that. So I think they jack up anything that's you know I mean that's what Trump was trying to do to us. Right, right? he was right. trying to yeah. insulate trying to get us to manufacture everything here, which does, I mean, in some things like theoretically, if we're talking about the empire and if we're all gung ho behind the empire, I think we do want to have all our like steel manufacturing here. We don't want to have like maybe China because we're buying cheap steel from China. And then if we get in an issue with China, like China, you're like, fuck you. We're not selling you any steel. We're not going to help you fight us, right? And so then we don't have the steel mills or something. Like I don't know. I had some fucking that's douchebag. That's the whole point of not me. having an empire. That, that's why well, I would sure. yeah. not have it at all. It's and only if you're way. gung-ho about having an empire and trying to bully everyone on the entire world stage that right, that right. becomes an issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, if you want to – I don't care. If you want to buy steel from the man on the moon, that's between you and him. God bless. We have another, we got another, man, we got a lot of fucking, <laughs> we got a lot of comments here. Okay, so Brandon Wolf says, yeah, this is all on YouTube. Brandon Wolf says, aside from cryptocurrency and 3D printing, what have each of you accomplished in terms of agriculture, parallel markets, and community building? Uh, I, I'll take the first, I guess. Uh, I've got chickens and we're fucking, we're, we're working on a garden out here and we've just, we've been trying to fucking do that. We try, like, we we're sort of part of, we have some friends out here that are part of like a freedom cell sort of thing. And we try to trade as much as we possibly can and things like that. So, uh, we do what we can, you know, I fucking, I still work 50 hours plus a week and I got a six month old, so I can't really be out doing all that shit as much as I possibly can. But you know, uh, that's basically it for me. I'm trying, I'm doing my best. I'm, <laughs> Sal, you want to take that? Same, same doing the best. Um, so I don't know. I forget what the question was. Was agriculture? Is, yeah. So what have we done as far as agriculture, parallel markets, and community building? So agriculture. I mean, I haven't done enough. Obviously, um, I, I've done podcasts with you know Jack Spirico and Curtis Stone to try to spread the message. Yeah. Um, we've done. I've published multiple blog articles at NewLibertarian.io. Um, obviously, I've you know engaged people in social media. And stuff like that to try to I'd encourage them to, to grow their own food on various social media platforms. Um, parallel markets, I've encouraged people to um, 
you know, become their own bank, to engage in peer-to-peer markets where there's no KYC, stuff like that. So, you know, doing the best I can with the time I have and, you know, trying to get everybody else involved. And I may or may not do some things under the table that I won't admit to here. Yeah, so as far as yeah, the parallel yeah. market goes, we got a little market going. That's the beautiful thing about board. Everyone's like, well, what are you doing? It's like, well, if I told you, you know, then I, I, I think that's a very good OPSEC. <laughs> Tony, you want to answer that question? Yeah, I've really gotten into growing plants from seeds this year, and I just want to really learn the process. So just – know that um i want to just be able to cultivate my own seeds i don't have a huge plot of land to put down a lot of stuff i'm going to do what i can and try to put down community as much as i can still working on it so it's yeah i mean i mean speaking for me i got i got some cool fucking trees out here on this property like we just put in a new apple tree uh like several varieties of apples actually and uh we just plant a nectarine tree uh we bought some fucking berry bushes we got a big old giant like golden raspberry bush that's going crazy like um, oh man that's good like so we're doing what we can uh we have another comment here it says, so during the pandemic, there was a shortage of ammo and even the special pins to repack your own shells. How does this bottleneck get solved when the state finally makes its move? Scamdemic, number one, not a pandemic. Scamdemic. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is from right. Christopher Pruitt. It, 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 there, there was like um, an ammo shortage. It was, it's still prices are high. I mean, I haven't been to, I haven't been to pass prone in a few weeks, but. <clears throat> prices how much are you getting to... per per uh yeah how much are you getting per round right now like nine mil i don't even know honestly it's been so long since i've been to the i just bought it <laughs> because it got to be so freaking expensive um yeah i don't know it was getting out of hand there for a while though and 380 is just as bad uh he says scandemic and lol so yes yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. in uh I mean, I went out to like a local fucking hillbilly gun show out here and I got, I got some ammo that I won't say how much or what I got, but it, I got it under 40 cents around right now, which is range ammo though. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, it'll, you know, <clears throat> yeah, it'll hurt somebody. It's, it's okay yeah, for self-defense. Yeah. yeah. As long as it goes boom. But you know, you, if you get like a, a bad round or something, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's that's the one thing that you're still able to get is Russian ammo. Is I was like thinking that, man, I was so fucking pissed the day they they stopped selling Russian vodka. I got it in my ass. I was like, dude, I'm gonna go fucking buy a bottle of Russian vodka. I'm gonna fucking live post it and trigger people and start taking shots of fucking vodka and just be a dick. Uh, and they. Just fucking took it off, like literally. And so I went to like, because I live in like a little hillbilly county out here. And I went to the lady and I was like, because I was looking at all the vodkas going up and down. I was like, do you guys have any Russian vodka? And then she just looked at me like, like oh, I was yeah. being the most unpatriotic motherfucker oh, in the yeah. world. And the funny like, part is we got a lot of fertilizer from Russia too. So it's. Yeah. We're fucked. <laughs> yeah. <It's brain>. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we're not thinking about that at all. Dude, a huge source of grain. Yeah, I think yeah. what it is, it's like between Ukraine and Russia, do they supply like 40% of the wheat in the world or something crazy? It was something nuts like that. And right now is peak getting in the ground season. And obviously that's not happening because there's like 
there's they're too busy. Like they've been hiring too many uh, crisis actors pretending to shoot each other and. And, and they're flooding ah, with too many angry ones for that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we're flooding them with with armaments, and like we're only making the situation worse. It make, we're drawing it out, prolonging it, making it worse than it has to be, increasing the amount of casualties beyond what it what it needs to be, and you know, driving up you know the food shortages, like you're saying, and, and the wheat harvest, and it's all on purpose, dude. It's all so fucking calculated. All and if you, back to the federal reserve, I really believe that the bankers at the end of the day are going to have to, they're going to pay for these sins one day, one, one way or another. <laughs> Guillotine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what, they, that's what should happen. But, you that's know. what should happen. Yeah. After we give them a trial, we'll give at, them a, you know, this, this is a, the pure agorist um, <laughs> way, the, the true agorist way, is to have them work off their debts to society. <clears throat> but I would argue that people like Lloyd Blankfein owe too much to, to yeah. pay off. What, how do you make Nancy off. Pelosi pay off her fines? Like she would, take her, her dentures her out and pay? make her just she would never. <laughs> she would be welcome onto an agorist work camp where she can work <laughs> off the remainder of her days. She can start working off that debt. <laughs> I have filthy things in my head, so I'm just gonna not say them. Uh, <laughs> well, well this, is, you know, this is the only way to to. Konkin talks about this in one of his articles. Like, how do we address the, the issue of how do we deal with politicians in a post-revolutionary society? Once we've achieved the agora, what do we do with these former criminals? And the only way to do it, he says, in a way that's consistent with the non-aggression principle, that we don't have to initiate violence on anyone, is by making them work off their debts to their victims. And I think it's, it's intellectual brilliance on Konkin's part to come up with that. And it, it makes absolute sense. People knock us for the agorist gulags, but, you know, it, it, it beats the, the, the Robespierre or Oliver Cromwell style... Who the fuck yeah. knocks us for that? Because all of those fucks, what do you call a prison right now? What do you call it? Like, I, I, I know. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We don't call it a gulag, though. We I just know. make you fucking do hard labor inside of fucking prisons in California. I know. We'll give you 40 cents an hour. <laughs> well, it even makes less sense than that because you just got someone in a room. Right. Like, that's even like no one benefits from that. And then you have to pay someone to watch that person. Yeah, you have to, you have to rob other people to to pay them. Yeah, you have to rob people to like to buy the food to feed them, and then you have to do yeah the whole fucking thing. It's just it's a fucking racket, man. Yeah. Whereas in the restitution camps, it works the opposite way. You know, mm -hmm. they're the ones working to to pay off the debt. Well, I feel like it would kind of emerge naturally in an agora society because yeah. If you found these people, you would have to set up these camps. It would just be like, we're all trading with each other. And we're like, we all don't like that person. So to give that person anything, we're really going to make them. Well, in a, in, a, in, a, in a really, in a truly free society, somebody who's spent their life living in San Francisco has a legitimate legal claim against Nancy Pelosi. This woman has caused these people harm, either literally, physically through her legislation or by or economically by oppressing them and making business opportunities go away, so they have a, they have a, a real legitimate legal claim that should and in a free society in the agora could be filed, and the way that would play out would be like, all right, Mrs. Pelosi, get to work. You owe everybody 
hundreds of millions of dollars. You don't have that much money left anymore. So you have to work off the, that your debt to everyone. And because she's older, she would probably die in the process. Do we have her knitting blankets for like, like what? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it would be up to the um, purveyor of the work. We'd have camp. to watch her because she'd try to <clears throat> shove that knitting needle in her eye or something. Try to get out of it. My dream in life, my my goal, my passion is to oversee one of these work camps for politicians. Somewhere it can be like, you know, work harder, Mrs. Pelosi, and then you just like whip her. <laughs> yeah, like, like the Django on horseback or something. She's gonna have like, like a fucking like a t- like a zap collar around her neck. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yes, this is for the children of Yemen. You know. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Well, Sal, we love you. We thank you. Uh, that was some super knowledgeable shit. Uh, hey, Tony, do you have any more questions? Um, no, I don't think I do right now. Um, Brother, uh, thank you so much, man. Do you have some closing shit you want to talk to us about guns? Or do, you, uh, I mean, do we leave any, Do we miss anything? First of all, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. I love coming on the show. You guys are, you guys are great. <clears throat> um, Anybody out there who, who who wound up here from my Twitter, you guys should all subscribe. Definitely check out 3dprintergobird.com because the opportunities are fading very quickly. Pretty soon Hell you'll yeah. be able to um, make one of these. Like I said, this is you know, there's no way of them knowing what you what you have and what you don't have. Pretty soon That's the best meme be. that I've seen so far is yeah. them saying, yeah, that fucking meme that talks about like anything 3D printed is grandfathered in without right. the fucking so and so he's like so how the fuck do you know when this was made? Yeah. So fuck you. That's like that's that's it. So yeah. the family. I made this two, eight years ago. You have no yeah, idea. Exactly. Go fuck yourself. That's the beauty of three D printing is it's sort of like having a factory that fits on your desk. So you can make anything, and that's really the future. That's where we're heading. That's where manufacturing and retail is headed. Everything is sort of being decentralized, <clears throat> and three D printer is like a, a big step in that direction. Go to that printer. looks like. Those look like great fucking uh, desk weights. I think that's what that's all you're printing right now. Is these oh, they are beautiful desk weights. These that... are going in the garbage as soon as we're done with the podcast. I would not keep these. Come on, these are garbage. <laughs> sorry, so, Sal. Yeah. Keep doing your sorry. Keep doing your plugs, brother. <laughs> so yeah, three D Printer Check it out. You can pay with crypto, so you don't have to avoid KYC payment platforms. Agora threads uh, for libertarian agorist and anarchist apparel, clothing, stuff like that. Also, we obviously prefer cryptocurrency. We want to help build that counter economy, help replace the state. <clears throat> so check that out. I don't have a copy of Anti-Politics on hand. That's the book. Check it out. That's on Amazon. If you prefer to pay with crypto, you can shoot me a DM on social media and we'll arrange that too. We'll put a link for, uh, for anti-politics in the show notes. Awesome. All right, brother. Uh, I'm going to play our outro, and then we'll head out of here. Thank you, gentlemen.